1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Garcia. With me today, Kenny Spence. Kenny, how you doing today, buddy?
2: I'm good, man. I'm a little mad I got to get back to my regular life. I've been on vacation for about a week. But you know what? Other than that, I'm good. How you doing?
1: I was doing well until Keegan fucking Murray decided (laughs) to put up 41 goddamn points. We were talking about this on Playback, by the way. Check out Playback with us. Uh, we're, we're doing most of the Summer League uh games uh this year on Playback. But, man, Keegan Murray, it was the go-home Roger meme all game. Like, what, what is this guy doing? He does not
2: belong. 41 points. He does not belong in Summer League. He has no – and I, I get he just wants to get a little quick run in, but he started all – this series went seven games, right? Yeah,
1: um, he's seventy-eight starts on a three seed. He he, seven games against seven the Warriors.
2: Games. I just don't know why he's there. <laughs> like I don't get it. I mean, I I guess I respect it. He wants to get a nice little run in during the summer. Program leagues haven't really started just yet. But come on, man,
1: man, he does not belong there. But we, you know, we're here to talk about the Heat. Yeah. Uh, disappointing loss. I think an overall disappointing performance. Some would say. Uh, I'm pretty proud of Nikola Jovic though. An, yeah. Another game with with a great, tough performance. Twenty two points, six of thirteen from the field, three of five from three. Um, just continues to push the ball in transition, be aggressive, getting fouled. Uh, what what would you think about him?
2: I had no idea he had twenty two points. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm the guy who rarely takes box scores, but what I did like was his aggressiveness and you can tell like he's loving a new strength he has he's going into contact and i'm not gonna say no names but the way (laughs) we've been asking some heat players to do for years now and he's picked up on that quick he's getting to the line it's just been his improvement from year one to year two has been pretty obvious and i'm hoping portland doesn't want him that bad at this point because i don't know if i'm ready to detach
1: yeah man he was he was a lot of fun tonight, and you know you talked about this a lot last year, but his shot uh being inconsistent the form the release uh-huh. everything was kind of different I feel like since the summer League started through two games his his form has looked a lot more compact, a lot more consistent uh it, it, and the the release you know he's being aggressive with it, taking the open shots, not passing up open looks i I love what I'm seeing from him so far.
2: Yeah, holding his follow through on a the jumper—that's the—that's the difference. He used to um, just shooting and put his hands straight down, and now he's holding that follow through, making sure he completes his shot. And we're seeing a difference in the percentage, also.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. And and like you said, the aggressiveness, the pushing and transition off off rebounds, uh, getting the passes on steals, and and going being aggressive, going right to the cup. Mm-hmm. I love it. His passing has like he didn't get a lot of assists tonight. Right, he only had like one, but he had a lot of hockey assists. Made the right reads, uh, aggressive reads, and and his court vision is just great, man. I'm so impressed with this young guy.
2: That one pass where Yaquez didn't take the layup, but like Bigs are not supposed to have that kind of vision <laughs> usually. And right. you know what's interesting? He plays for the same program that. Nikola Jokic played for. I wonder if that's just how they are with their bigs. I don't know, but that's his. He's just been. His passing is on a whole different level.
1: It really is, man. He's a, he's a weapon. I I I can't wait to whether it's in Miami or another roster. I hope it's in Miami, but yeah. I, I just want to see that kid uh continue to grow. Let's go into the the second guy, uh, Jaime Jaquez. Uh, you know. Had a little shoulder injury. I, mm-hmm. I read in the chat uh, they said that's what kept him out. Um, I wasn't listening to the stream on while we were on uh, playback, but you right. know that hard foul, rubbing the shoulder, and he he was um, you know holding it on the bench. I, I think it was just precautionary. Yeah. Uh, they held him out. I don't think it was like a trade issue because Jovich has been rumored too, and he's played a lot. Uh, but mm-hmm. one, I think he had one, he was one for six, played sixteen minutes um some stuff you like some stuff you didn't like uh but you know he's a rookie he's gonna he's not gonna have consistently 82 great games so right what'd you you see from him
2: this game we saw a little little bit more of okay he is a young guy kind of getting ready um his shot selection at times he's not a selfish player by any stretch of the imagination but he's His shot selection could use a little work at times. Um, but also, I can't blame him because he made some pretty difficult stuff last game, and he also hurt his shoulder. And so, I don't know. If those go in, we probably don't care as much. But I'm hoping for him to look to, to kind of improve on that.
1: Yeah, and and he had the we called him uh, the Mexican uh, Jimmy Butler, Jaime <laughs> Butler, if you will, and you know Juan Wick, all these jokes and stuff. But he was really passing out of like layups. He had one yeah. like, right under the basket, had a great look, and he passed out of it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I, you know, you love that sometimes uh, when when the paint has collapsed, when it's one on one or wide open, you need him to be yeah. aggressive there. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the injury could could affect that and. Just wanting to see your teammates get into it. You know, you don't know uh, all that stuff, but yeah, that's stuff right. you can clean up. Um, defensively, I still I still worry about him laterally. I love that he battles. I love that he makes yeah. uh, plays and is aware defensively. Uh, but, you know, you still want to see some improvement on the mm-hmm. lateral quickness. Um, Would you think about him how he fared on that And he, I mean, he had a tough ex- assignment with Keegan Murray
2: yeah well we're on the same page in that sense he's one of those guys who he has a defensive iq he's just not fast enough to do right. what his brain tells him to do at times uh so he's going to have to kind of get used to jumping ahead and but that's going to come with film study and watching guys and what their moves are kind of jumping on those ahead of time so i'm not really too concerned about it i think the defensive mm-hmm. iq is what's important with any right. defender Um, above athleticism and above length and all that stuff. So I think if he dedicates himself to it, he can be a really good defender. But I think right now his lack of foot speed with him not really being familiar with his matchups yet is why we're not seeing him reach full potential on that end.
1: Yeah, the speed of the game, definitely uh, not completely ready for But, I mean, it's not going to be – uh a perfect fit right away from like 99 mm-hmm. of the guys like it's it's rare you see a guy be that comfortable yeah. on both ends right away and you know he's got like we said he's gonna have lumps uh i'm well. not worried about the kid uh you know if you're if you're taking overarching assumptions from summer league games look <laughs> and we've anybody who's watched summer league games uh can can tell you about some really awful takes they've had um nice. there's guys who put 50 Points that didn't make it out of their rookie contract. They were out of the league already. Like, don't take too much into it. Keegan Murray is an exception. He was (laughs) phenomenal, just in control. But don't put too much uh, eggs in your basket on Summer League play.
2: Man, remember how it was at the Lonzo Ball's first game when he played terrible? Everybody (laughs) was like, nah, he's a bust. Get about there, and then he hooped. the next thing, it was like, "No, nah, he's the greatest player alive." <laughs> like, like it's, that's the thing. Like, and it's difficult to evaluate players, even not not just coming out of the draft, but also with summer league, because the game is so different from the NBA. Mm-hmm. We won't really know until we see them in a regular season NBA game with that adrenaline going and all that stuff. Um, right now, and also similar to the Yakas point, it's just they they don't have film money, so they're kind of just out there hooping. And so it's going to look sloppy at times. And so I'm not really concerned with anybody up until we get a little into the season and they don't show any, show anything.
1: Yeah, for real. Um, and I mean, just to throw an example of how bad a summer league takes can be. I saw Chris Dunn's rookie year, one of his summer league <laughs> games. And I was like, yo, this is young D Wade out here. He was like <laughs> and controlling the pick and roll like that. Like just, it looked insane. And I was like, all right, that, that's when I learned all right, let's let's slow our roll a little bit on these uh why like high, high, <laughs> high uh comparisons. Uh, another, uh,
2: another thing too is man, these guys just they typically and this obviously doesn't include the heat, a lot of these guys get drafted to bad organizations, mm-hmm. and that could be a death sentence for teams. And sometimes it's fit also. Yeah, like when you look at James Wiseman, he went to when he went to um, the Warriors, there's just no. They don't even run a type of offense that would benefit him. They they go too fast, too much movement. You can't post a guy up, and he almost lost his career because of that. <laughs> and so it's like it's, we 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 can't judge these players so early. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just gonna have to be because the Chris Dunn example. He went to I remember somebody drafted him, and I think he went to Minnesota or he went to somewhere else. It's it was. He played for Minnesota at first, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he played in Minnesota summer league, and he, the point is, like <laughs> these guys are sort of bad teams, and they can't really develop sometimes, and so we can't really judge the summer league stuff, really.
1: No, for sure, man. But you know, like just to wrap up on this game, um, some other performances. Jamari Bouye, you know, we're big fans of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, played really well, uh, pr- re- really solid. Like, I, there's still things he needs to improve on. Of course, as all these guys do, but you know uh-huh. he's one of the two-way guys now. Um, saw some things I liked about him. We, we're still asking him to be a little bit more aggressive with his shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple possessions where he would put his man in jail, have the mid-range jumper, and then kick it out. And like he got his teammates a lot of good looks. He had nine assists yeah. last game. He had like four assists this game. Got his first step was great. Made a lot of steals this game. Had like three straight pick sixes <laughs> in the third quarter. He was he really got the offense humming. Uh, mm-hmm. But just there's still spots where I, I I need him to be a little more s-
2: selfish. Yeah, I think the thing he has to unlock, um, Jamari Bouye, he – so usually with fast guards, they come into the league and you have to teach them to slow down and not just be 100 miles an hour every play, throughout every play. With him, it's – sometimes he doesn't leverage his speed as much as he probably should. He'll – his first step is insane. He'll get past the first person and not really know what to do when the help comes, when the help doesn't come. He's not making those reads fast enough. And so once he gets that done, like, okay, he can't stunt fast enough, he can't help fast enough. I'm gonna put a photo up, a floater up, or he's over helped. I'm gonna kick this out. He makes those decisions, but sometimes they're not as quick. And so as he gets the reps in and starts to really get used to that and being used to make being used to making those, yeah, those quick decisions, then we'll really see him start to
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man. And the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. He's a playmaker on both ends. Like he's, he gets steals. He, he gets deflections. He gets uh, tip blocks, um, mm. ma- makes plays for his teammates. I just need him to, you know, get get his speed adjusted to the game like you said yeah. he's moving so fast sometimes that you know his hairline is falling behind <laughs> uh no, i'm just, just joking baldier um yeah but you know there's things to like about him uh mm-hmm. lando had some ups and downs too the other t- um uh, you know he's on a standard contract mm-hmm. uh jamal kane first appearance of the summer league he played pretty decent i felt uh, yeah. You know, made defensive plays, had a tough assignment as well, had a lot of minutes on Murray, which I I felt was really good for him, like to actually face some NBA talent. He was – you know, Chat's talking about his motor. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing he absolutely needs to have. What would you think about Jamal?
2: I think – and we've made this comparison before. I think he's kind of like a Caleb Light. Like he can score. I think he – I think the broadcast said he averaged 21 a game in G League this past season. He can score, but that's not what you really should expect from him. But he can do it. He's just more of an energy guy. Uh, He has the defensive instincts. He has the athleticism, the length, all those things to make things work on that end. He still has to put it together as far as the IQ sometimes. He does make a lot of gambles at times he probably shouldn't make. Uh, Sometimes he doesn't gamble when he probably should. He has to figure those things out. But I will say he is one of the guys who are more ahead and who, if he's on the roster after this deal, this inevitable deal happens. I think he's somebody who can get some minutes
1: this season. Yeah. I'm comfortable playing him. He still has uh, early on, like he gets jittery minutes where he's like a little jittery on both ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, once he finds his rhythm in the game, he's he's good. Uh, He kind of reminds me of Josh defensively, how Josh looked as a rookie, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Mm -hmm. ironic since they signed Josh, but (laughs) um, you know, like, yeah, like you said, there's needs some fine tuning. The tools are there. It just needs Mm -hmm. to be sharpened uh, and more ready to go. Um yes. let's you know, is there anybody else you want to discuss with? Let's talk about Alondis Williams. He he came in a little bit. Um, yeah, made a couple plays. Uh for he didn't play last game. Um, this game, I felt like he he showed some flashes, not enough playing time to really establish himself, but yeah. you know, there were there were plays where he um he showed why Miami was interested in him.
2: Yeah, is some guys he one of those guys that he's just gonna have to find his way onto the team because he's not gonna be a focus. Um, he has the defense. Uh, he has the athleticism, which they don't really go after usually. So I'm excited about that stuff, but he's going to have to – I don't know how much of an opportunity he's going to get to really put it together this summer league with them focusing on Hawkes and them focusing on um, Jovich, and then you got Bouye, and they brought Drew Smith again. Like, Alonis is going to have to try to find his way. It's going to be mostly on the defensive end, um, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to get to really do that.
1: Yeah. Chat said, uh, James Ennis is another <laughs> shout out to, uh, King James. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, l- let's l- wrap it up with drew. Um, I mm-hmm. felt like another kind of uneven performance from drew, um, yeah. just his decision-making like defensively, he made some good plays. Um, and that's drew Smith. Like he made some good <laughs> plays on defense offensively. He kind of gets, he kind of doesn't do enough offensively. They started <laughs> him at the one again and they didn't score a point until he got off the floor Mm -hmm. and it was, I I just felt like every time he was in and running the offense, it was, there was a little pointless to, to the offense. There there wasn't enough uh, flow to it.
2: What'd you think? Yeah. It's the same thing I said during the playback for anybody who, but for anybody who wasn't tuned into that defensive only players are tough because you can hide a bad or subpar defender on defense kind of make it fine with his with the personnel surrounding him but if you have a liability on offense that's who really gets taken advantage of and thrown out of the game pretty much with the spacing's bad it's makes rotations a lot easier if you don't have to worry about this guy and i think with at the point guard position you have to force rotations that the whole thing is making the defense make decisions and then taking advantage of the bad decisions they may make and so as a point guard in particular, I don't know if just the defensive archetype works. And we've seen it with the Breontay Webbers. And it's, it's, it's just not, you can't be a point guard who doesn't really contribute on offense because you have to run the offense in a sense. You know, if you're not running offense, you have to at least shoot like a Mario Chalmers did. And it's just, I don't think Drew Smith has that. And it's a little tough because I like him defensively, but I don't know if he brings enough offensively to translate. Cali yeah. knew perfectly, perfect example. Um, look at Tybo.
1: Exactly. Um, and it's tough too because he's not really he doesn't have the drive game right. really. Uh he got stripped a couple times, got a lot of deflections off of him. Um, and he doesn't have the shooting. Like it, you can't just be a spot-up shooter anymore in the league. They've right. gone away. You know, they're they're uh more and more teams are comfortable just leaving spot-up guys alone. Like you yeah. have to be a movement three-point uh-huh. shooter, he doesn't have the athleticism to like take advantage of cuts he does I, I will say he does have some feel for the game yeah um but it's tough without like more scoring op, uh weapons so you know i'm i'm low on him i see some of the things that, that he'd say uh seeing him and, uh-huh. and the the defensive talent like he's he's definitely a damn good de- de- defender yeah, already for sure uh but I, it, like you said it's hard as an offensive uh as a
2: guard to not have many offensive weapons <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he, it's it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know if he has the time to improve either, especially with Jamari Abouye played well again today. And mm-hmm. so those are the two two-way guys that are two point guards. The Heat's only point guard on the roster right now is Kyle Lowry, even though we know the dang thing's going to happen. The Heat may still send out Kyle. I don't know if they can send out Kyle Lowry as part of the Dame deal, and I don't know what that's going to look like. But there's an opportunity there. And I think right now, if I had to choose my like me bang the table for him for a year aside, I think I would go with with Bouye.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same page. Uh, let's let's uh, wrap this up and talk about just some of the transition stuff. Nothing really to report on the Dame front. Right. Um, I will say that I found it interesting that Woj has been the mouthpiece for
3: uh,
1: the, the Blazers uh, front office this whole time. And mm-hmm. he did say at the end of his little um, monologue on, on ESPN, he did say that, you know, at the end of the day, the Portland might look around and see that Miami has the best trade package, which yeah. was interesting to me because it felt like he was trying to kind of soften the blow that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Portland's finally come into the realization that damn, nobody's really bidding out here for it. We heard something about Cronin going to Summer League and trying to create a bidding war, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like there's a, a big market for him uh, for a day because right. of the, his leverage of picking Miami, saying he only wants to play for Miami.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing about it that makes it complicated is because I've seen the comparison the um, with the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, but the thing is Kawhi Leonard had, had an expiring contract, so you can – just go for the championship one time with, and Kawhi's also, let's, and I love Dame, he's not what Kawhi was at the time, first of all, mm-hmm. like where you're going to just add him, that that was just a perfect, the Raptors had to do that, and then you lose yeah. him in the offseason, you lose him in the offseason, that's fine, but you really go for it that year, it's a little different, because Dame has a lot of years, and a lot of money committed, and he's already leaving a situation, he doesn't want to be in, it's not like, Like the, and it's not like the Spurs where it's like a a disagreement on both sides, and you know what, this has to end. Dame himself is unhappy by himself, and so there's nothing to take advantage of there. If he says, "Hey, I don't want to play over there," whether it's Boston or wherever, it's a terrible move to make because he just sits out and then what?
1: Yeah, and and,
2: and, at least with the Raptors, they could have just did a sign and trade with Kawhi afterwards. I don't know if they did it or not, but they could have tried to salvage something. If Dame goes from with that many years and that much money committed, decides you know what I'm not playing for you, just stuck.
3: Yeah, and so exactly. they
2: all going to end up having the best package because first of all, that package isn't bad in the first place. It's just, and I'm I'm not going to get too deep into this because I've been tired these conversations in general, but it's not that the package is bad. It's that. The Blazers just committed money to Anthony Simons. Bringing in Tyler Hero on the contract just doesn't make sense roster construction wise. Right. And so they try to ha- they have to find other things. And the Heat I'm not sure about Caleb Martin. So you have to bring in a third team. And the Nets are interested in Tyler Hero. But if I'm gonna take Tyler Hero, I'm gonna get rid of Ben Simmons. I'm not gonna just do Miami this favor so they can get Dame and dominate the league. I want to get rid of this contract I have also. And then nobody takes Ben Simmons. It's a complicated thing. It's not that the Heat's package is weak. The Heat's package is not weak. It's just a matter of finding the right team to do these things with. And Portland just doesn't really need Tyler Hero because they've already committed to – all the players, they're, they're developing are guards. And so it just doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. So you have to find a team to reroute him to, and they're going to also want something aside from him because of this second apron stuff. It's just it's, – it's it's difficult to do. And so it's not the package. And so once the Blazers realize that, they're going to have to just go ahead and just accommodate Dave. Yeah, I, I saw
1: – I think it was Hate Carey uh, uh, said it on the timeline uh, that if you look at what Brooklyn uh, – what Houston got when uh, they traded Harden to Brooklyn, yeah. it might be a very similar package at the end of the day because the Heat are going to trade two first-round picks of their own, maybe three yeah. if, if they get their own from OKC. And mm-hmm. they might get another first from another team, and they're going to throw in pick swaps. or young players like and that's what like brooklyn got um i mean uh houston got uh, about the same thing i don't even think they really got players for him i don't Mm -hmm. remember exactly but it wasn't anything any really young rookies of note on rookie contracts that you're like oh shit this is a great deal for us they got picks and that's what they wanted and ultimately, Dame and Dame is—I think Dame is older than than he, uh, Harden was at that same point. I think Dame is better. Yeah, Dame
2: Dame is thirty-three now. I think yeah, they might, he might be the th- same age.
1: Yeah, I think right now they're the same age. But like at that point when he was being traded, oh, Brooks, at that, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. Like, you know, it, it's a, it's not a one-on-one comparison. Like, like I think at the end of the day, uh, Portland's going to have a, a good deal on the table, yeah, and they're going to take it. Just to make it easy, send Dame where he wants to go, where this is a deal we can just start over and rebuild, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, I will say, uh, you know, we heard about – there are a lot of veteran minimum guys that are waiting to see this deal go through so they can decide where they want to go. We've heard Christian Wood be linked. Uh, uh, Leif, uh, Greg Sylvander said that uh, Landry Shamit is somebody that if he get a big trade exception, they might take a look at him because they need some Mm -hmm. shooting – if they, if they lose Duncan in this deal. Um, what do you think about Landry Shammett?
2: I like the fit. Oh, one second. Because my... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll say uh, Landry, for me, like, he, he's been around the league. A lot of veteran teams yeah. and win-now teams have wanted him mm-hmm. and had him in passing and go. Because his defense isn't that good. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the would have enough defensive talent that they can kind of hide him. So, like, if the shooting is consistent, they can uh take the risk. I've I've also seen that he's pretty streaky. Um you know if, if you're getting him for just taking him you're not you're giving up a second like I, I guess right. but you know I, I don't really care. Like it's not a big yeah. deal. I there's I think there's minimum guys that I would rather prefer.
2: And, and, and because in with this type of deal when you were thinking about it you bring a damn Wilder in none of these draft picks are gonna really <laughs> be that valuable to us. Yeah, and so just give away the second, I mean, and you also you just lost Max Strus. He's getting um, sixty-four million up in Cleveland, so like, you can get Landry Shaman on the minimum. And man, I like Max Struz, but let's not pretend he was the most consistent shooter in the world himself. Right. You really just need somebody to hit shots at the right time. I think I think Landry Shaman could do that for him.
1: I mean, honestly, if we're trying to keep get shooting, I would rather keep Duncan. You yeah. saw how well he played in the playoffs. You saw mm-hmm. how. Much defenses caved and reacted to him. You saw the, yeah. the he was getting to the rim. He was making skip passes. He was gr- solid enough on defense. Made some plays. Shout out yeah. to the block on Jalen. Um, oh, yeah. I'd rather just keep dunking than, than that. But I know the there's tax concerns, second Abram mm-hmm. issues. That's above my pay grade. Um, Another name, you know, I talked about him, but Christian Wood. He's yeah. been passed around the block. He, he's played the <laughs> league seven years. He's been on seven different teams. Every time. Uh, somebody gets him. They're like, I love the idea. And they're like, I'm tired of him midway through, especially <laughs> the coaching staff. You know, he played in Dallas this past season and mm-hmm. uh, JJ kid just wanted to get rid of him because he's yeah. just not a great defensive player, not a willing defensive player. So I, I have mm-hmm. concerns, but I mean, the only th- thing that I say that works for him is that it's, he's talented. He's mm-hmm. big. He, he can, can score. He can score, and it's a minimum. So it's yeah. you know, like if you're at that point where you're scoring, I think he averaged like 16 and seven last year, and mm-hmm. you're a minimum player. Like you have to do some reevaluations. Like like yeah. Tom Bryant just came in. He's well, I he's seemingly aware that he needs to change some things. If Christian yeah. Woods willing to do the same thing, I I would take the opportunity. It's a minimum, yeah, and,
2: and and that's a difficult thing with the Heat organization, right? Because they're known for bringing in, for lack of a better term, like these head cases of players. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you get a Jimmy Butler. Sometimes you get a Hassan Whiteside. Sometimes you get um, James Johnson the first couple of years. Sometimes you get James Johnson the last couple of years. <laughs> it's just, you just, it's a, always a gamble with these guys. And I understand like there's this heat culture. Um, I don't want to say mythology because it is a real thing, but it doesn't always work. Um, in Christian Wood's case, he don't necessarily need him. He'd be a bonus. And so I'd be willing to take that chance on a minimum.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. But it is a
2: chance, I will say that, for him to be that talented and just be ran out of every yeah. – <laughs> like, it, it, there's some, there's an issue there.
3: Yeah. And him not
2: being a willing defender on the Heat would definitely 100% keep him off the floor. And so it's a big gamble, but if they're willing to do it, I'll trust them on it.
1: Yeah, they like I, I trust their their intel. They they'll do their homework and stuff. So um, if they're and it's a minimum, I, I like, as a fan who loves transaction talk like I, I have not been the biggest Christian Wood fan uh, right. in these talks these last few years. But for the minimum, like yeah. when you you might need some scoring option off the bench uh, after mm-hmm. this potential trade. I, I see the benefits to it. I'm saying, fuck it. You know, if the, if that's what they need, they need some scoring. Let's get some scoring because we saw in the finals that we we needed some extra fucking scoring.
2: And I think just a different look as a backup big. So right. now you have offense coming off the floor. Instead of just setting picks and hopefully getting some offensive rebounds, somebody you can run some stuff for here and there. Shoot the three. And just, yeah, and just to spell Bam for a couple minutes and maybe even – I don't want to say play next to Bam, but it could possibly work because he does spread the floor just enough. And so I think there is upside to it if it does happen. So like I said, I'll trust the, I'll trust the front office. If it happens, I just don't, if they don't want him, I'm not going to complain. Put it that way.
1: Right. Exactly. Like if he goes to another team, I'm not, I'm like, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you guys for showing out with us. We know it's really late, especially in Miami. Yeah. Uh fucking these goddamn uh, West Coast games, never get easy. Uh, Kenny,
2: where can the people find you? Um, On all social media at this point. I don't want to promote <laughs> Twitter anymore. I don't know if, how long any of us will be there, but Kenny Spence NBA. Just follow me on whatever. I don't post on Instagram, to be honest with you, but you can follow me there just in case I do one day. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we, we're all getting on threads. Uh, shout yeah. out to Christian Hernandez for being on threads half of the playback. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing playbacks for more summer league games and some post-game shows. Uh, you can find me, Frankie G underscore. That's Frankie with a Y, G underscore on Twitter. Uh, Frankie Garcia 92 on threads. Uh, shout out to y'all. And uh, hopefully Jovic gets a bounce another, uh, con- another good strong game. <laughs> For summer league and and hawkins really? is okay yeah. uh love y'all y'all stay safe out there have a great night everybody.